Steve, I'm going to need a little bit of help with this one. Oh, my God. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds. Thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are free and available on all podcasting platforms. I'm your host, Stephen Offenbaker, alongside Jeff Carr, and we have a passion for baseball. And believe it or not, we still have a passion for the Cincinnati Reds. We've turned that passion into information for you. On today's podcast, we are going to be positive. Or at least we're going to try to be for at least a few minutes. We'll discuss Hunter Green and his start tonight in Milwaukee. But first, Cincinnati lost by two touchdowns last night at Lambeau Field. Wait, no, that's not right. It was the Reds losing 18 to four to the Brewers. Jeff, that was an absolute train wreck and you just couldn't look away from it. And every time you thought you'd seen it all, something more worse happened than before. Now, the Reds did their best um, homage to the Death Star exploding in either episode four or episode six, depending on which one you want to go with. Uh, no, that was absolutely awful. And we're going to talk about the like three positives from this game, which one of them was the fact that they actually had a two nothing lead after the top of the first. Yes, the Reds led in a game that they lost by two touchdowns. I, I can't even wrap my mind around how bad of a pitching performance. And we said, we're like, you know what? I think that Vladimir Gutierrez is pitching for his life. If he's bad Vlad, probably not good for him personally, let alone the Reds. Well, he was bad Vlad. He was very bad Vlad. Yes, he was very bad. 4.1 innings pitched, gave up seven earned runs on eight hits, allowed two home runs, and sits with a nice, crisp, cool 8.86 ERA after that start last night. Oh, my gosh. And, and, and more so than just what he showed on the box score, he had zero command. And I think you could even wonder if he had control. You always hear that those are two different things when it comes to a pitcher. I don't think he had control of his pitches, much less command because he hit two guys. He hit Lorenzo Kane. Like, I think it was like his wrist, but it was right up here in the chest. And then he hit Willie Adamas on the brim of his helmet with a fastball. I was surprised. And, and you know, this, this really is the movement of um, you know, this day and age in baseball because the Brewers didn't retaliate. I kind of thought they would have after the Willie Adamas hit because that one looked really bad. But I think David Bell was just holding on to his seat, just like, please, please give us some kind of like effectively wild stuff. And then, boy, it all, it all fell apart so bad for him. <laughs> the Brewers didn't retaliate because they couldn't figure out who the star was in the Reds lineup last night. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when they it saw that It was quite the conundrum. <laughs> when they saw that lineup yesterday, I'm sure Craig Council was just like, really? Um, 
all right, Freddie, you go out and you just throw, dude. Like, we're going to be all right. And, and it was hilarious that they even scored two runs there in the top of the first because we were just like, this lineup, seriously? Because you were talking about two guys who you could make a case for being in the regular lineup, and that was Moose and Tommy Pham. And the rest of them, it was just like, huh? I mean, Matt Reynolds was starting in right field, which we might get to him later because I think he might have been the Reds player of the game. But Gold star. Oh, Overall, man, that whatever was affecting Vlad was just it was rampant throughout Red's pitching last night because there was not a single guy that came in to this game that I could tell you pitched even remotely average. It was all super terrible. Hunter Strickland would like a word. <laughs> He gave up. A, he still gave up inherited runs. Like <laughs> you look at the box score and say, "Oh, well, he didn't give up his own earned runs." It's a, it's he a just clean, gave up. The, it's a clean inning, Jeff. Oh gosh, he just gave it him for Buck Farmer. Like I mean, you just put that. You like put it on Buck's tab. You know, he's got it. He's gonna pay for me tonight because that was. It was all very very bad and you know what I, I I might give them like a tiny a little itty bitty pass because starting pitching has done nothing to help them this year because the bullpen, it feels like, is coming in the fourth inning almost every night. So you're talking about a lot of guys that have to go multiple innings. But even then, like, just there there was a situation last night where friend of the podcast, Lucas Sims, is giving up hits and he's walking in runs. Like, I think most of the time you have one or the other as a problem. He had all of the problems and he was not immune. It, it was just, oh, it was, it was a bummer, man. No, there's definitely something infectious running through the the Reds clubhouse right now. And it's almost like uh, it's a battle of uh, each person coming out and saying, oh, well, you think that was bad? Here, hold my beer. Watch this. <laughs> and they, they, they have to take it to another level. It's it's I don't recall ever seeing anything like this. Uh, well, I don't and- quite know how to put it into words. And you know, Steve, you can be forgiven if you've forgotten about the 1894 Washington Senators because they're the only other National League team to lose 21 of their first 24 games. So that's the 1894 Washington Senators and the 2022 Cincinnati Reds. The National League had enjoyed, what is that, 130 years of teams not sucking this bad? Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous, that stat. There's so many stats. And we for, I forgot to mention it at the top there when we are talking about Bad Vlad. Bad Vlad is so bad this year that that was the first game he actually pitched with the lead. According to Joel Luckup, he said that that is the first time that Vladimir Gutierrez has pitched with the lead this season, and he threw a grand total of 22 pitches with the lead. Oh, boy, that didn't last long. <sighs> I... I'm telling you what, man, I, I, I love the Reds. I really do. And I know you love the Reds. I know you do. But I got some life advice for you listening to us today. Don't watch the Reds. Watch slash listen to us and we'll fill you in because we're locked on Reds every day for better or for worse. Might have to go check out my cabinet real quick and make sure I'm stocked up because uh, you know oh the God. big the big takeaway, Jeff, is training camp starts in August. <laughs> yes, it does. I can't get here fast enough. Bring on Joe Burrow. 
save us, Joe. Oh my gosh. I, I just, I, they're, they're putting me at my wits end and we are, it, it's May 5th, Steve. There, there's a lot of freaking baseball left to go. Uh, but you know what? Here comes some positivity, including a possible new bullpen ace. Maybe if you need an ace in the hole for your Mother's Day gift, though, look no further than Blue Nile. Whether she prefers a statement piece or everyday subtle elegance, BlueNile.com has fine jewelry options for every mom. Shop high quality classic diamond earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, or gemstone pendant necklaces. Looking for fine jewelry but have trouble choosing? Kind of like me? You got no idea what's going on with the shiny stuff. Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7 that are going to help you find exactly what you're going to get for your mom available via phone or internet chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Mark Mother's Day with something enduring. Classic diamond stud earrings, elegant tennis bracelets, birthstone pendants, and so much more can be found at BlueNile.com. This Mother's Day, give mom something she'll treasure forever with fine jewelry from BlueNile.com. And Locked On Reds listeners today can get $50 off, $500. The podcast exclusive is only good through Mother's Day. Use the promo code Locked On. That's promo code Locked On. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in packaging that's not going to give away what you're getting mom for Mother's Day. That's BlueNile.com and the promo code Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. For your next listen, check out Locked On Now. The Locked On Now podcast recaps MLB games with analysis from all of our local experts, and it gets you through the season every single day like no other podcast in under 30 minutes. Free and available wherever. You get your podcast just like Lockdown Reds. Make sure you are following Lockdown Reds, by the way, on all platforms, including YouTube. You can see our faces as we talk about this team because there's a myriad of those faces. Coming up on tomorrow's podcast, we'll mercifully wrap up this Brewer series and preview the nation's number one hit comedy coming to Great American Ballpark as the Reds and Pirates will play four games in three days. Steve, the Reds and Pirates are going to figure out how to play four games in three days. I can't wait. We're going to talk to Ethan (laughs) Smith from Lockdown Pirates about that tomorrow because, oh, my God. I, what could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Yes. Possibly and speaking of what could possibly go wrong, let's be positive. Let's talk about Matt Reynolds. We we teased this a little bit, Steve. Uh, I think he might have been the player of the game for the Reds last night. Oh, absolutely. Not only uh, is he out there playing in the field, uh, you know, Shoei Otani's got right nothing field. on Matt Reynolds. Uh, he is out there throwing scoreless uh, innings of work. Not a whole inning, just a third of an inning. But the bottom line is, what a valuable waiver wire claim that Nick Crawl went out and got for this team. Uh, you know, Nick said he was going to do the evaluations and go out and get guys that could contribute in unique ways for the Cincinnati Reds, and Matt Reynolds is that man. 
You know, I'm going to take issue with something that Nick Kroll didn't say about this. He didn't tell us that Matt Reynolds was a two-way superstar. I mean, that third of an inning was the best third of an inning that the Reds saw last night. Absolutely phenomenal stuff. Talking about an 81-mile-an-hour slider, an 81-mile-an-hour changeup. Baseball savant was loving this guy. Yeah. And he had a two. No, no, one RBI double. One RBI double. But, hey, RBI hit third of a clean inning i think he did allow an inherited run to score i i but still (laughs) hey the reds have found their closer the reds have found their closer all right not to be um outdone when it comes to the hitting side of things our man moose continues to be white hot we're talking about white hot moose another multi-hit game steve and I'm pretty sure he's close to the top in batting average for the Reds. Uh, he's not far from it. And uh, this is actually a positive. I know we were a little tongue in cheek there with Matt Reynolds, but Moustakis has got back to back two hit games. And, you know, if if he can continue to do that and just slot him in as the DH, you know, he's going to buy himself a one way ticket the hell out of Cincinnati is what he's going to do. <laughs> yes, he is playing like a man who wants just as far away as he can possibly get from this mess because he knows unless he's producing, there's not a team in this league that's going to want to trade for him. And hey, he's producing. He's got his batting average up to 235. I mean, that is a just white hot 235. From Moose. And, 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 you know, not to be too tongue in cheek about it because he is playing well. Before he was hurt, he was striking out at a 40% rate. And he is striking out, I think, like less than 10% now. Like he's, he's seeing the ball a lot better. He's getting the bat around a lot faster. It's good stuff. And he was part of the top of that first inning that was basically the best half inning of Reds baseball that in what feels like 84 years, Steve. Uh, because the Reds actually took a two nothing lead after the top of the first. Yeah, I really thought there was something wrong with the Bally Sports graphic. I thought maybe <laughs> that there was there was an error or something they give like the that. Wrong but runs to the wrong yeah, <laughs> that's it's no, it, it, it's really. I mean, it's kind of encouraging. I mean, we talk about trying to find something to be positive about, trying to find something to be encouraged with. You know, on on a personal level you, you, you see that Moose is a nice guy and he wants to contribute to the community and and he's around and you don't want a guy to go out. Like it was looking like Moose might be going out where he just suddenly can't play anymore. So I I hope that this is a resurgence of him being able to hit the baseball and contribute because, you know, he's a nice guy and I want him to have success. I agree. And ever since he's came to the Reds for one reason or another, whether it's injury or something, he just really hasn't gotten going. So, you know, maybe this is him getting going. And kind of like I said, he was a big part of that first inning in the top of the first. You had TJ Friedel strike out to lead off the game, but then Brandon Drury singled. Then you had Tommy Pham get a walk. Then Moose had an RBI single that scored Drury from second. And uh, Tommy Pham advanced to third. And then Colin Moran hit a sack fly. That's, I mean, honestly, when you're talking about a lineup that does not have pop like the Reds don't especially with all the guys that are on the edge list. That's the other thing, too. Like, I get it. That was a terrible game. But let's not forget, there's like 15 guys that are on one IL or another, whether you're talking about the regular IL or the COVID IL. There's just so many guys that are not playing right now that you have to almost take this with a grain of salt as much as you can take a 14-run loss with a grain of salt. But they strung 
hits together. They had guys on base. They just weren't able. And, and honestly, Kyle Farmer hit a stinger of a ball that was just well fielded by Julio Urias or uh, Luis Urias there at third base. I mean, you had to tip your cap to Urias on that play. But overall, a pretty solid top of the first inning for, let's face it, I don't even know if you can call that the Reds B squad. That might be the Reds Z squad. Yeah, I've I have lost track at what iteration we are at uh, with this team. It's, you know, uh, Nick Kirby, our, our buddy over at Late Night Reds Talk, has got this great graphic that he puts up every time somebody goes on the IL, and it's pretty much what we projected to be the opening day lineup yeah. is now the IL team, and it's it's it it's hard to. You know, it's hard to take it too serious. It's one of the reasons why I, you know, I'm having fun with some of this tongue in cheek stuff because, you know, I don't know what else they were supposed to do. I mean, even if Nick Craw had gone out and built a little bit of depth, the entire opening day lineup is on the injured list. I mean, you can't have that much depth. It's just not right. possible. So, you know, I think uh, we're going to have to ride out a few more of these storms uh, until some of these guys come back from the IO and it's not going to be pretty and it's not going to be fun and it's definitely going to be frustrating uh but you know jeff i know that uh, people can count on you and i both to at least continue to try and find some positives we will and i'm telling you what there's a super positive and i think it's like every night they're positive right now in dayton i mean the dragons are just going off steve i don't know if you know this or not they swept a doubleheader with the lake county captains last or yesterday and the first game of that doubleheader they faced a six to one deficit that they erased and they won eight to seven. Like that was phenomenal to see that seriously. If you have not done so go to a Dayton dragons game tonight. I mean, they're at home tonight, so you can, but go tonight, like right now, literally don't wait any longer because the dragons are awesome. And there's a lot of those dudes that are going to be on a future reds team that I'm very much hoping they continue to do more of what they've done, including Reese Hines, who's hit, I think he's hit a homer the last couple of days to say nothing of, you know, getting ejected for pushing a pitcher after he tried to tag him scoring that that was, that was a little off, but yeah. Well, I'll tell you this, uh, coming up in just a second, Jeff, we are going to talk about Hunter Green and how he can get back to his winning ways. And if you want to get your diet back to being in the winning ways of things, I want to talk to you a little bit about athletic greens. You're probably asking yourself, what is this stuff? Well, with one delicious scoop of AG1, you're going to be absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and kind of helps fight off aging. It pretty much does all of the things. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs less than $3 a day, so you are investing in your health, and it's cheaper than a cold brew habit you might have from the local coffee shop. Uh, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 will work for you. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Bet online is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. You can find all of the latest developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and of course, this weekend's Run for the Roses at the Kentucky Derby in Louisville, Kentucky. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and so much more. They've got Vegas casino games, all kinds of things for you to get in on the action. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Make sure you are following us on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker with two F's. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's with three F's because spelling is hard for him. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds with no F's at all. You can also follow the show on YouTube. Click that subscribe button. If you're watching us there right now, appreciate you. Don't forget to click subscribe. All right, Jeff, Hunter Green takes the mound today in Milwaukee, and he really needs to make the most of this start. Uh, If he doesn't get back on his winning ways soon, I'm really going to start to have some concerns. And I think the name of the game for him to, to show us everything's okay is the return of the velo, you know, velo, velo, velo. That's what we need to see from him, because when he's got it, when he hits 100, he's pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And I think that this is something that I'm a little bit concerned about, not from a health standpoint, but from a like general pitching standpoint. Like, did he feel something after that Dodgers start? We've talked about this before that maybe he went too hard in that Dodgers start. And did he feel something that he realized his career is going to be vastly different if he continues to throw as hard as he does? Because if he's not a dude that averages, you know, 99-ish or right there around like 100 on his fastball, he's a much different pitcher than we were talking about coming up. And I would hate to make that assumption already in his rookie season, but I would like him to see I would like to see him more around 98, 99 because we talked about that early on. His velocity was easy velocity because his mechanics looked so sound. And if you're talking about 96, 97, well, then we've got to redefine what his expectations are. You know, there's a couple things that I think we need to see from him today in this start, Uh, not only for us to be able to look at Hunter Green and say, oh, good, there it is. He's okay," But also the Reds need it. And especially the Reds bullpen needs it. Uh, He needs to come out and at least throw five strong innings of, of high velocity pitches. Uh, he needs to be out there blowing the doors off of hitters for at least five, because I don't know that this bullpen has another, you know, six (laughs) innings of relief in it. I I don't know. Um, you know, I don't have time to get to Milwaukee to be able to pitch out of the bullpen tonight. So (laughs) they're going to definitely need some help from Hunter green. Um, and we need, we need to see control from him. He needs to have command of those pitches. It's not just enough to throw them hard and fast. He needs to be able to control and, and, and spot them in there. So I, would like to see him stay under you know one or two walks i don't want him to put people on base for free Uh, i want cam to not be able to use his walks will haunt animation today 
And speaking of Cam, happy birthday, dude. Um, which I, I wish I could say I'm that good of a pal, but I just saw it on Twitter. So, uh, but happy birthday to a friend of the podcast, Cam Miller, one of our best friends of the podcast. Um, but no, yeah, the walks will haunt thing. I really hope we don't see that with Hunter Green because, and look, you're probably thinking, good Lord, you guys are really hard on Hunter Green when it comes to the expectations. But that's because the expectations are so high for him. We've talked about this before, you and I, Steve, that his expectations are not Tyler Malley. His expectations are not Luis Castillo. His expectations are Hunter Green is going to be a perennial Cy Young contender. Like he is his own level of pitcher when it comes to the future of his career. So that is where we are coming from with all of this stuff. We are not saying that he has to be you know, absolutely perfect because we think all pitchers should be perfect. We think he's got to be perfect because he looks like the dude that's going to be the, the promised pitching prospect son for the Cincinnati, right? He is supposed to be, let's let, you know what? Let's put it in easy to define terms. He's supposed to be the Reds best player for the next like five or six years. Right. And, you know, and, and we've been realistic about this, Jeff. I don't think the expectations that we have for him and that people have for him are really that unreasonable, but we did say, we kind of tempered those expectations by saying that as a rookie, as a young player, he was going to have some bumps. There was going to be some growing pains, but the concern now is that there's been a couple bad starts in a row and you know, you need to see you need to see adjustments. You need to see a rebound from that. And I think that's really what we're talking about. That's what we need to see from him today. Does he have to go out there and throw a no hitter? Well, I would love it if he went out there and threw a no hitter, <laughs> but that's, but that's not the expectation. The expectation is for him to pitch effectively and keep the reds in the ball game. That is a success. That is him moving in the right direction. It's what we saw from Nick uh, Lodolo before he tweaked his back. Every start was a little bit better than the last. They weren't perfect. He made mistakes, but he learned from them and he came back and battled. That's what I want to see from Hunter Green in this start today. Yeah. And along with that command, like, give me some strikeouts. I want, I want to see that number go up for him because it's a little, yeah, a little bit unfair, honestly. Like when you think of a rookie pitcher, you think of a guy that if I'm David Bell, I want my bullpen to be fresh and ready for the day that that dude pitches, because if he's getting into trouble, I want him to work out of that trouble, but if it looks like he's going to just really struggle through that trouble, I want to have the bullpen ready to go. This is kind of the unfortunate thing with this day because they can't do that. I mean, they've pitched like 13 innings over the last two days. They really need some help here. And I, I mean, I would love to say five innings at least. I'd almost love to see six or seven from Hunter Green. Although I think if he goes that far, you're probably talking about a little bit of innings management after today. And the Reds, I, I think we're, we're finding the Reds are not equipped to manage the innings of Hunter Green and Nicoladolo because, I mean, Nicoladolo is probably going to need to be activated from the IL this weekend. We're talking about four games that the Reds have to have starting pitchers for. And if you look around this uh, rotation, it really doesn't feel like they have that extra pitcher right now. No. And, you know, you talk about managing his innings and I think the a real key for success is going to be to avoid a lot of three, two counts, avoid a lot of, of high pitch innings. If he can just keep that pitch count low 
you know, never mind the I, the total number of innings, but I would like to see him, you know, maximize the effectiveness of what he's throwing. So, uh, and if he does that, we'll get those six or seven innings. Uh, and then, you know, it's all about, it's all about load management, right? Versus innings management. I think that people get caught up in that term of the number of innings, but it really becomes the idea of, of effectively using those pitches and keeping those counts down. Uh, this is where Tyler Malley continues to run into trouble, uh, maximizing counts. And then, you know, he's already thrown a hundred pitches by the fifth. So that's, something i'd like to see hunter avoid as well yeah start the guy off with a strike and you're cooking i totally agree steve you know it's just like we've said his velo's been down lately uh but where it is today will be important for his expectations the rest of this season you know i think that's a good spot to wrap it up as well uh for this edition of lockdown reds uh, coming up next on tomorrow's podcast, we preview what is sure to be the summer's number one hit comedy as the Reds and Pirates uh, try to baseball. Thanks for making Lockdown Reds your first listen. Now make Lockdown MLB your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues, both past and present. Lockdown MLB is just like Lockdown Reds, free and available on all platforms. Steve, people should not watch the Reds right now, but they should watch us. Why? Because God help us, we are locked on Reds every single day.